The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Wednesday, October 27th. Mark, I don't think you know this, but my grandparents, my father's parents, uh, their birthday was October 27th. They were born on the same day, same year. Isn't that weird? So happy birthday, Nana and Poppy. Uh, No one's listening to this who knows, but that just sort of means something to me. So anyway, there's that. Um, They are long gone, but their legacy persists. And uh, I'm part of that legacy. So that's nice. We are so happy you're joining us today. This is the program where we try to take the mystery out of your financial life. We do that by answering your questions. All you need to do is go on the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact button, tell us what's on your mind. And if you're willing to come on the program, boy, we'd love to have you. That is what Sarah did. She is on the line from Queens, New York. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Are you a lifelong Queensian? I am. I wanted to live somewhere very cool, but I can't seem to get out of Queens. I tried to live in Soho in the 90s, and they showed me a rusty apartment for $1,200. So I'm in Queens. You have to describe Queens a little bit to people who don't know, but Queens is the most diverse of our boroughs, of the five boroughs of New York. You've lived there your whole life, so you can tell us, how has it evolved? You know, it's gotten a little bit more diverse than when I was a kid. It was pretty diverse. There were a lot of, um, I think in our block, there were Asian people, there were Jewish people, there were Latino people. But now I think it's even more diverse in terms of class. Mm, and that's interesting because I feel like that's a weird part of New York, that that really does not happen so much. I mean, it happens on the train. Like when you're on the subway, you're like, everyone's here. Everybody, like really, everybody is here. The neighborhoods, they have pockets. And I, I love that about Queens. Great food in Queens, all over Queens. All right, Sarah, what's on your mind? What can we do for you? Uh, we recently did a what I think is kind of a crazy thing, but maybe not. Um, once the pandemic started, I found myself working at home all the time. And before that, I was kind of half working outside of my apartment, half at home. And my husband works at home. And we are not driving each other quite crazy, but we really decided we needed more room. Mm. And so, you know, we're both self-employed. 
in our different businesses. And we recently bought the apartment next door. Ah, okay. Like it, like literally next door. Literally next door. But you're not going to blow through. You're going to keep this as a bit like as a, an office or what? We're going to keep it as an office. We went back and forth on the blowing it through. And first of all, it would probably cost about $20,000 just to take the wall down. Mm. So, you know, I was like, no, no, thank you. Um, That and also I want an office that's very, very quiet. Mm. And also eventually the plan is I live in a co-op. The plan Mm. is eventually we use this apartment office for 15, 20 years. Maybe in the future, if we don't need the space, we can sell it. All right. That seems good. Now, how much did you pay for the adjacent apartment? It was 300000 Did you pay for that with a mortgage? No, we had to pay cash because it was such a wreck that there was no bank in the world that would give us a mortgage. Wait a minute. I don't no, no, believe you. No, no, you cannot. This is something people don't know until they try to buy a wreck. Basically, a bank, at least in New York, will not give you a mortgage if the apartment doesn't have a good bathroom. It does have a bathroom. It's the scariest mm-hmm. bathroom I've ever seen. And if it doesn't have a working kitchen, because it's not Wait, considered you, habitable. You bought an apartment with those two things. Without those. Well, without those two things. With those two features. Yes. The, the, <laughs> a rotten bathroom. What, like, what was in there? Who was in there? The guy who lived there. It's funny because he was actually very nice, but he traveled all the time. Mm-hmm. And the rumors go around. No one had ever seen his apartment. Mm-hmm. He was not like clinical hoarder, but he was borderline hoarder. Like his place wasn't dirty, but he was the kind of person who had lots of boxes. The boxes never moved. And he lived there 35 years. Oh my he, God. Never, he never renovated anything. The tiles started to come off the wall and he duct taped them. Stop it. No, he duct taped the bathroom tiles oh. to the wall. So wait a minute. You got to clean this. How much do you have to spend to clean this thing up? It's going to cost, um, actually, we're in the process now. It's going to be under 100K. And so you had the cash to do this and you have the cash to do this renovation. We did. Okay. How much is your current apartment worth? My current apartment is worth about 450 Any mortgage outstanding on that? No, because it was really inexpensive. You're both self-employed. How much do you each make? In a regular year or in like this bad year and last bad year? Let's do both, like okay. a regular year. All right. A regular year, it's like 80 to 95 for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband, it's about 150 to 200 and what happened amid COVID? Amid COVID, last year was really bad. Last year was probably like 45K for me. Mm-hmm. He did maybe, he did actually pretty well. He probably made about a hundred and something. Do you feel like, like you have a sense of how much it costs for you to live your lives? Like, you know, you make a bunch of money, like you make 250 or 300, but you save a lot also, obviously, because you had money. Do you have an idea about like what it costs to support yourselves? In a lean month, not lean being income, but in a month we just don't go out that much or don't mm-hmm. spend a lot of money, it's about 9000 mm-hmm. And in a month we spend a lot of money, it's about ten or eleven. Tell me about the savings that you guys have done with retirement. Um, I looked at mine. I have about um, 367000 in a SEP IRA. I've got 99000 in a Roth. And Sam, my husband, he has 237 in a SEP. 395 in a Roth. Mm-hmm. And we both do other non-retirement investments. And what's in that non-retirement? So I have in my brokerage 154000 mm-hmm. and he has 700000 This is excellent. How old are you guys? I'm 51 and he's 56. Are you happy workers? I mean, you work from home and you're self-employed. Does that mean that you think you'll be working for a while? Like what's your, what's your game plan? 
I think I'll be working until I'm 65. Mm-hmm. I think he might work a little later. He's a really happy worker. I'm a pretty happy worker. He's Wait, what does he do that he's so happy? Everybody wants to be that happy. He's a graphic designer. He just loves it. Really? Yeah. I don't know why he loves it so much, but he does. <laughs> I mean, no, his job isn't bad or anything. I mean, he has, ni- he has really nice clients. I think he's a really good designer. But I don't understand why someone could love working that much. I love that. I think that's great. I think that's amazing. So he's going to be working for a while. How do you guys get your health insurance? It's not technically catastrophic insurance, but I call it catastrophic insurance. We have Oscar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's through, that's through New York. Yes. And it, basically with Oscar, they cover your annual physical. They cover like OBGYN and pretty much nothing else is covered until you re- reach a very, very high deductible. Mm, I don't love that. I I don't love it. And it gets more and more expensive every year. So this year I'm going to revisit it and I might go back to like a Blue Cross Blue Shield kind of thing. Yeah. Only yeah. because not to like beat the drum of something that's so obvious that you're in your fifties. That's when yeah. stuff starts to happen. And, um, and we want you to feel more, I want you to feel like comfortable because, you know, it sounds to me like you've got good cash flow and you can probably afford to you know, do a little bit more. And so I don't know, I'm not sure that I would feel like it's not terribly important that you, you know, skimp on that particularly, you know, yeah, it's probably right. not. I mean, it's, no. it's also not as much of a savings as you would think. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be, they say it's going to be 600 and something next year. You got to pay more than that. Yeah, You're I gonna, think I do. Yeah, I definitely. I think I'm have to. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your, so you guys are both going to use this, the adjacent apartment as an office? We are. And we split it up where I have the bedroom mm-hmm. and the bedroom has, you know, four walls. It's got the door and I wanted mm-hmm. the door. Mm-hmm. He has the living room mm-hmm. and the kitchen, we're probably going to use it as kind of an art room. Well, what's good about this is because you are using this exclusively for work, it makes it very easy for your taxes. Very easy. Do you guys have an an accountant? We don't. And it's a long, long story, which I won't get into. But the reason we don't is even though we liked our accountant and he was very good at what he did, he was one of these very last minute people. And one year he mailed me the information I had to sign for my taxes when I was away. You can't depend on people being at home on April 13th to sign the papers. And so I, I just, we don't. And we've been using TurboTax. Okay. Well, this is going to be a little bit trickier for you. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So um, when you did TurboTax for last, for tax year 2020, did you deduct a portion of your apartment because you were working from home? Yes, we did. Okay. You know what? At least for this first year where you have the apartment, you may want to, you may, I don't know, maybe you guys can do it on your own. Think about that. But everything that that apartment is, you know, sort of costing you in terms of like every single aspect of it will be deductible. It will be because you're using it for an office. It's not like, oh, I have to calculate this. You just have to, cha- you have to just calculate the square footage to think about what is allocated to your income and what is allocated to his. That's it. So it's very easy to do. And I mean everything. So I mean electricity and I mean cable and uh, modem and uh, everything else. Okay. Anything that is a, that is that apartment, that is all about a business expense. Okay. Okay. That's good news because the maintenance is, I think, 800 and something dollars a month. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Everything. Totally. Done. I mean, you won't get the same deduction on your current, but it's actually easier. It's just easier accounting for it, frankly. It really is. The reason why I want you to talk to an accountant is that the renovation, because this is for business, it may be that that renovation 
is there's two different ways to treat it. The one is that, you know, it's a capital expenditure for this thing, or it could just be a way to raise your basis in the apartment. So if you bought it for three, the renovation might, you might say, okay, well, three, it's really four because we spent a hundred renovating it. And so when you go to sell it, your cost basis would be higher, but you should talk to an accountant about that also for sure. So this is about like how we treat the apartment. What else do you need to know around the self-employment stuff? I'm really wondering if it's time for both of us to become LLCs. We've been doing the tax filing as married filings um, jointly, and we Mm -hmm. just do the Schedule C, and we've been Mm -hmm. sole proprietors. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if it might be time to do the LLC um, because of liability. Mm -hmm. And I found out, I used to think that if you're an LLC, the taxes were really complicated, but I found out it wasn't. No, it's the same thing. It's a yeah. pass through. It's yeah. as if now an LLC, it's, you, literally you fill out a form with New York. Yeah. I'm like I'm an LLC. Like that's it. It's a very easy form to fill out. You have to wait. You can wait for a tax ID number or not. You can be a single member LLC that with just you. But I think, again, I think the key to this next period for you is talking to a CPA who really understands the rules. And there are some really weird rules about New York City also. Because New York City has a special tax called like UBT or yeah. some sort of business. UBT. Like it's so the nonsense. There are things that you have to just keep in mind. I think that because you're both self-employed, it makes sense to actually have a, a diligent and non-procrastinator CPA. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was on, I was away and I got this email from him. And he's like, I have mailed you the tax forms. You'll need to sign this document and scan it back. I'm like, I'm not here. Oh my God. Yeah. What an unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not sure about the LLC. It's really not a big deal, yeah. but it may give you some advantages and it may be just structurally easy to deal easier to deal with. I don't know. Maybe it's a pain in the neck and it isn't. So we yeah. should find out about that for sure. And you know, keep saving. I mean, how much money do you feel like is going into those SEP accounts versus the non-qualified accounts? How, like what's the combo here when you think about your savings? Mm. I think it's pretty much, it's max out the IRA. Yep. And then whatever is left goes into a non-retirement brokerage account. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. And I also, I'm a little bit of a control freak. And so, like, I have a pretty healthy emergency fund. How much? I have 60,000. That's great. That's perfect. And actually, together, we have 80-something thousand because we're both a little bit, I guess, a little paranoid. That's you know why because when you're self-employed, yeah. nobody there's no like yes. safety net. You're you are your own safety net. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um. Now I don't want to like I don't want to embarrass you, but Mark told me that you speak another language fluently. Is that right? Yes, I speak Japanese. Would you like to be the first Japanese speaker on the Jill on Money show to say something like, "Listen to Jill on Money. It is my favorite personal finance podcast." Something like that. Oh, sure. Of course. Mark, are you ready for this? Mark this so that this can be like uh, something you send to me all the time, Mark, when you want when you <laughs> want to put me in a good mood. You ready? All right, Sarah, say something great about the Jill and Money podcast in Japanese, please. 皆さん、ジルアンマニに聞いてください。私が一番好きなパーソナルファイナンスのポッドキャストです。はい。<laughs> See, that, how I got that. that was awesome. Thank you. I loved it. By the way, Mar, I don't know if you, you are a beautiful Japanese speaker. You said um, before we went on there, you lived in Japan for a little while. I lived there for four years and I grew, up, did- I grew up in New York, but I speak Japanese with my parents. Okay. Wait a second. Let me ask you something. Where did you live in, in Japan? 
I lived in Tokyo and I lived in this kind of expat neighborhood in the beginning called Hiro, which is near Roppongi. Mark and I both loved our trips. We went separately, but we went to uh, Japan, both of us. First of all, I was the tallest woman there and I scared the crap out of everybody. I mean, yeah. completely nuts. And, um, and, and what I found was I just loved all of it. I loved the culture. The people were great. It's a little intimidating because not when I was there, it wasn't, I wasn't around a lot of people who were speaking English. And obviously when you have a whole different alphabet, it's a little daunting. I loved every second of it. I really did. Sarah, Go forth. Let's get you a CPA. And thank you so much for hanging out with us and doing our um, our first Japanese tagline. We really appreciate it. Oh, wait, one more question. Okay, go. Okay. Um, so I've got 340000 or 360 in a SEP IRA, and I keep hearing people talk about this retirement time bomb. Do you think I should convert it to Roth? I mean, you have a bunch of money in Roth already, Okay. If you converted it, then you'd eat up your cash. And could you still be putting money in? I don't know. I don't think you really need to do that. Oh, That's the way to yeah. do it. You're absolutely yeah. right. Mark says, if you're doing an LLC, yeah. then you can do a solo 401k. And then you could potentially slowly convert the SEP yeah. IRA into a into the Roth. But remember, you're going to have to keep extra cash on hand then. Yeah, because of the taxes. Right. Yeah. Look, you're making a lot of money now. You guys are in a, you know, a decent tax bracket. You're going to go back to your post-COVID earnings, right? I'm you're sure living I will. In, yeah. Right? You're, you're living in New York. It's a high-tax state. So, I mean, you're in 24-ish percent. Maybe you could do that. But if you're going to maybe keep working and you're making less money in a year, like last year would have been the year to convert, right? Because you made less money. But I don't know. I, I don't have this huge, like, oh, you should convert. Because I feel like you've got, uh, you know, 850 grand and non-qualified. You have basically a million dollars that's already been taxed. I don't yeah. feel like that's the worst thing in the world. I think you're in pretty good shape. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill myself to do it. Yeah, that sounds good. That's kind of the conclusion I came to after doing a ton of research. Sarah from Queens, thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to do the same, just hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact button and send us your note. Let us know if you'd like to come on the air. We sure would love to have you. And um, if you wouldn't mind, leave a rating and review because Mark says that matters. Do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.